Greetings and welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Meisler, and this is a weekly show that brings you the most interesting content in information security, technology, and humans. The idea is content curation as a service. I spend between 5 and 20 hours a week consuming books, articles, and podcasts. I then take what I learned from that content and turn it into a concise 30-minute summary. So I'm going the no ad and no sponsor route with this. So if you're someone who enjoys the show and can afford fancy coffee whenever you want, please consider heading over to danielmeisler.com support to become a member for just 10 bucks a month. Becoming a member helps the show continue and gets you access to special content created just for members, as well as supplemental content from every episode. A number of people have complained that there are too many stories in the newsletter. So in 2018, I've decided to keep the newsletter and podcast its regular curated size, and then make the extra story and leak content available to members on the blog as an additional perk of membership. It's basically an unabridged version just for members. And finally, thanks to everyone who's already become a member in 2018. It's really appreciated. All right, welcome to episode 112. This is the second time doing this. It wasn't recording the first time, and I'm very sad. Tons of content this week, and we're going to start off with security news. So Chinese police are using new glasses that do facial recognition on large crowds and tell the officer if someone is a criminal or not based on a database lookup. They've already found seven people wanted in criminal cases and 26 others who are attempting to use improper identification. The Cisco ASA flaws from last month are being actively exploited. This is a CVSS level 10 issue. If you have ASAs, make sure you get them patched. The U.S. Army has been testing ground-based remote-controlled robots that fire a 50 caliber machine gun. What could go wrong? Remote weaponization through robotics is progressing a lot faster than I think people predicted. Russia has arrested a number of scientists working in a top-secret nuclear warhead lab because they were trying to use the supercomputer that they had access to to mine cryptocurrency. Probably would have made a lot of money, but now they're in jail. The Winter Olympics website was taken offline during a cyber attack, but the details on the exact events and attribution are unclear. Could have been a DDoS that took them all offline, or maybe they got hacked and they took themselves down to address it. Not really sure probably hear more about it. Police in Pennsylvania have seen a group installing nearly undetectable skimmers on POS devices in Aldi stores. Problem is much worse when the management covers up chip readers because they're too slow compared to swiping and when contactless payments aren't accepted. At this point, I basically consider stores that don't accept Apple or Google Pay to be putting me at risk due to their own laziness or incompetence. As of July 2018, Chrome 68 will mark all HTTP sites as not secure. Massive progress from the Chrome team. Kudos to that. An open S3 bucket for a marketing firm called Octoly was discovered by a security researcher, and the contents included data on over 12,000 social media influencers and a copy of their production database, just for fun. A European water utilities ICS system was hit by cryptoware. 
Google paid security researchers $2.9 million in 2017. And most users are dissatisfied with threat intelligence, quality, and accuracy. There's an article from somewhere that's pretty good. Uh, but I think the problem is actually bigger than that. I think the problem is not having context within which to prioritize inputs. They don't have a prioritized list of risks. This is most companies. So when threat intelligence comes in, they don't know if they should be treated as issue number one or issue number 13 or issue number 39. This is the exact problem I try to solve in my practice at work. So if you want help with that, let me know. We've got a link to my work email here and uh, a link to the article. Patching this week, Cisco ASA and Intel. Got some new updates for Spectre and or Meltdown. Technology news. <clears throat> Amazon is launching a delivery service to compete with UPS and FedEx. Nice knowing them. They had a good run. PwC just released a report saying the automation will hit workers in three waves. Algorithms for data analysis, which is happening now, augmenting humans in the late 2020s, and then going fully autonomous in the mid-2030s. <clears throat> I think this is quite flawed, actually, the simplification. The reality is that these will be quite a bit more mixed and simultaneous, and I think all three have already started. The New York Times raised over a billion dollars in revenue in 2017 for the first time. So they're leading the charge on paywalls and subscriptions. I am a happy subscriber myself. Tech workers in Austin make around $60,000 more than people in New York City and Silicon Valley because of the cost of living. China is building a new gas station type that works like Amazon Go grocery stores. You basically drive in and pick stuff on like a smart app. Uh, you, the stuff you want from inside, like snacks or food or whatever, um, <clears throat> drinks, and then people fuel up your car and bring you items before you drive away. Um, and payment is all handled transparently, just like Amazon go, <clears throat> uh, Google's looking to get into gaming with a service called Yeti, but it's unclear whether it's Chrome uh, Chromecast, or it's something for a new console or some combination thereof. <clears throat> Um, I just hope it's not a Yeti in the sense that you can't be sure if you've ever seen it. Um, the only pictures of it are very blurry and it's mostly fantasy. Uh, Twitter, Pornhub, and a number of other services have banned AI generated celebrity porn. This actually surprised me because I thought it would just take off and be super popular and there would be takedown notices that would be ignored, but evidently it's being taken seriously and people are actually removing it. Uh, Amazon has a new WordPress plugin called Poly, which is the name of their AI transcription service that will create audio of your blog content, <clears throat> basically taking your text and making a podcast automatically. I might mess around with this, see how it works, but uh, not sure how popular that'll be. Human news. People with depression say me, myself, and I a lot more than people without. And they correspondingly say they, them, or he or she a lot less. This gels with research that shows that um, depressed people are a lot more focused on themselves and are less connected with others. And this is not, you know, a, a swipe at people who have depression. Um, it's more so potential guidance to say if you focus on the happiness of others and trying to improve that happiness, it could actually help you as well. 
Uh, new DNA tests can look for 190 diseases in your newborn's genetic code, but a lot of people probably won't want to take it because it's scary. Sleep deprivation evidently does opposite things for people who are depressed and people who aren't. So if you're not depressed and you get sleep deprived, you go crazy. Um, this is this is extremely, extremely broad summary, right? This is not like, uh, you know, scientific. Re read the link and then read the paper from the link. Um, and then what they're saying is that if you're depressed and you get sleep deprived, it kind of removes the depression to some degree or some of the symptoms. So interesting work. Check that out. Foxconn is cutting over 10,000 jobs as robotics take over. A study has found that fasting for three days can regenerate the entire immune system. I want to try this, but I don't want to try not eating for three days. So maybe there's a pill for that or something. A new <clears throat> experimental Japanese drug can be, can supposedly kill the flu virus in 24 hours, as opposed to Tamiflu taking, um, five days with two doses per day. This will do it in one day with only one dose. Human eggs have been grown in a lab for the first time. And you can earn cryptocurrency by letting companies use your genome data, which I think I will probably pass on. Ideas, trends, and analysis. I grow tired of technologists who don't understand the internet of things. So Gizmodo just did an article about how silly smart homes are how broken the tech is and how it's all annoying and creepy. This kind of journalism seriously annoys me. Um, it's like looking at an R and D lab at Caltech in like 1973 and saying, wow, computers are stupid. Basically in human time, the internet of things started like 37 seconds ago. And it's not even, we're not even at the beginning of IOT, right? It's not even the beginning. It's like the launch of the start of the beginning. Everything we're seeing is basically pre-alpha. It has all the problems associated with being first. And their takeaway was, I'm going to warn you against smart home because living in, living in the smart home is annoying as hell. Cool. So journalists for a cutting edge tech publication are warning against tech progress because a brand new technology frontier is still early. That's what a frontier is. It means early. If you're squeamish about new technology, maybe don't write for a website that focuses on new technology. It's ridiculous. <clears throat> uh, oh, this is super awesome from this book I'm reading called The Master Algorithm. Science goes through three phases, Bra, Kepler, and Newton. Bra captures information, Kepler fit laws to the information, and Newton found the underlying truth. AI will help with the first two initially, but will hopefully get us to the third soon as well. Can't recommend this book enough. The reason China is passing the US in tech infrastructure, etc., is because they have an abundance of what Jonathan Haidt calls moral capital. It's basically a measure of how much people believe their fellow humans have shared values and goals. China is largely synchronized, so they can move very quickly towards progress. And the United States has become a class divided set of city states and thus our infrastructure is decaying and nobody will pay for regional state or national upgrades because it'll help air quote the others as well. Just random thought I had while collecting news links. This is what happens. I start reading stories and I have a bunch of orthogonal related 
thoughts and then I end up blogging and that's why it takes my entire Sunday to do this thing. Uh, a facial recognition algorithm was able to identify white males, white males correctly, <laughs> white males, okay, white males correctly at about 99% effectiveness, but had up to a 35% error rate when looking at darker skinned females. As I talk about in my essay called, It's Not Bias When AI Tells Us Something True and Uncomfortable, this doesn't necessarily mean we're dealing with racism, right? There are other possibilities, including there simply being less variation in certain people's faces, which make it harder for the algorithms. Or there maybe there's less training data for some groups. If it's a data quantity or quality problem, let's get more or better data. And if it's actually harder to tell some groups faces apart because they have less facial feature variation than other groups. So what, right? Differences in groups aren't inherently bad for some reason. Kenyans probably make bad Arctic survivalists and Inuits probably make bad long distance runners because of body heat management. This isn't racism by itself. You have to bring the racism with you to make it racism. AI isn't just attacking jobs, it's attacking business models. This is a cool essay. Um, I didn't write it. It was um, basically saying that it's not just about job loss, it's about entire industries being destroyed and changed. And that's really the, the biggest effect of AI. And of course, that'll turn into jobs changes, but it's not just the jobs, it's the industries. Discovery. Very cool Twitter thread on advice that is too obvious to have told you already. So this person basically said, here's a whole bunch of stuff you should know if you don't know already. And they just put it like 20 different super cool concepts and ideas in there. Uh, each has a separate tweet and it's fantastic. Uh, and I've got two links here, one to the actual Twitter thread, Twitter thread, and the other one to the, um, unroll version of it, which it makes it more like an essay and takes it out of the Twitter format. Super useful intro to using S-Trace to troubleshoot problems. Uh, the New York Times has been experimenting with some really fascinating media types, like this one that talks about figure skater Nathan Chen, has this unbelievably creative mixture of video, graphics, narrative, and interview all combined into a single presentation. If you've not been seeing these things from New York Times, you, you got to check them out. So they're doing some really cool stuff with scrolling where like as you're scrolling, you're seeing like moving graphics, you're seeing like data visualization, um, <clears throat> like it, which flows right into a video, which goes right into regular text and then images. It's basically like this really cool mixture of different data types, um, different media types. And, and uh, I'm not seeing it really anywhere else. And I, I hope they keep working on it because I hope the industry follows suit. Venus flytraps don't eat the insects that pollinate them. <clears throat> uh, the seven most important game theory patterns, according to Brett Weinstein. This is cool. Similar to the other Twitter thing. Someone basically asked him, hey, what's up with game theory? And he said, oh, here's the seven that you need to know about, <clears throat> which is super cool. Set up IPsec VPN, a single script to build a fully functioning VPN server on Linux VPS. This is awesome. I did a while back. You run one command, builds you an entire full IPsec VPN, which you can connect to with, you know, you set a credential and now you can use iOS, Mac OS, Windows, whatever. You have a full Cisco compliant IPsec 
VPN and took one command in like five seconds. Super cool. Seven steps to GDPR readiness. Happy DB, a corpus of 100,000 crowdsourced happy moments with a goal of advancing the state of the art of understanding of the causes of happiness. I really want to play with this data set. <clears throat> I think it'll make me happy. Replicator, a burp extension that helps you reproduce issues. Pascto, a passive web scanner. Openboard, a free cross-platform whiteboard application. Yes, please. Already downloaded. No code. Write nothing. Deploy nowhere. Write nothing. Deploy nowhere. I love the minimalist attack surface created by this code base. Both debugging and deployments are also way faster. The ultimate language for minimalists who want less code to deal with. No code. Write nothing. Deploy nowhere. Data and statistics. This is a new section I'm doing now. I just added it to the show. There are around 2,144 African languages. The real Silicon Valley tech salaries adjusted for cost of living. How different income groups spend money. Around 70 million people listen to podcasts. They're, these are the most educated countries in the world. And this is a graphic of U.S. adults living with parents from 1980 to 2016. That is a crazy graphic. Notes. Currently reading The Master Algorithm by Pedro Domingos. It talks about the idea of a universal learner, which is quite interesting, but what I'm enjoying far more are actually the insights about what AI can and cannot do and the specifics around machine learning, which I've been slowly uh, getting up to speed on over the last several months. Quite excited about Altered Carbon, a sci-fi series on Netflix. It's about people in the future having their consciousness put into other bodies. It's also a murder mystery. But uh, since this is how I hope and plan to escape death, basically transferring consciousness, um, I am naturally quite interested in the premise. Also, Netflix rated as a 99% match for me. Got my HomePod on Friday. It's quite awesome. Uh, but I already had two Bang & Olufsen speakers, and uh, they were like 1200 bucks a piece, so they're actually a bit better than the, the HomePod sound. But uh, it is quite good. I'm enjoying it. I'm actually using them all together now. And uh, yeah, as you can see, I added a new section, data and statistics. It's basically a place for stats and trivia. It makes sense to break out from discovery tech or human news. And uh, yeah, let me know what you think of it. Um, I've got a whole bunch more content in this episode. Um which people tend to like the podcast and the newsletter to be short. Uh, so what I have for members, uh, which I turned on a while back, is extended content. So there's a link in the newsletter where you go there and it actually has the blog post. And uh, if you're a member, uh, which is 10 bucks a month, um, you basically get the extended content. Now, for most weeks, it's probably an extra 25%, maybe an extra 50%. But this one, it seems like it's maybe double. Uh, just, I don't know, just crazy amount of news. It's weird how much, you know, sort of flex there is. Uh, some weeks having more human stuff, more tech stuff, more security stuff. But anyway, th this one was kind of uh, lots of extra content that I had to prune out. 
not to uh, make it overwhelming. And uh, it's available there on the site if you want to check it out. Recommendations this week. Uh, remember David Brooks's admonition that we should have resume goals and eulogy goals. And you should ask yourself if you're making ample progress toward the latter. So eulogy goals are the things that you need to accomplish to make it so that when you die, people will say what you would want them to say. And this is a reminder to be working on those goals in addition to your more tactical resume goals, like, you know, whatever, making more money or getting a promotion or whatever. And the aphorism for the week, I'd rather have questions that I can't answer than answers that I can't question. I'd rather have questions that I can't answer than answers that I can't question. Richard Feynman. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unsupervised Learning. And don't forget, you can also get the show, including all the links to the things I mentioned, in text form by signing up for the email newsletter at danielmiesler.com newsletter or via the blog post for each episode. I'll see you next time.